0: abra
1: abra Oh, this is the, the Mystery Meat Podcast! And then we're werewolves now because Ruben caught me into werewolves. Um, Hello, <laughs> this is Robbie, and I co-host this um devilish podcast with the aforementioned Ruben! And also this guy named Kareem, I think. I don't I don't remember.
2: I, I didn't agree to be a furry fuck you uh, Anyway,
0: fuck you you don't get a choice in this stream and also <laughs> yeah. uh, you're aware uh, uh, no shut the fuck up uh, cookie crisp uh, I'm not I'm uh, not woo.
1: right fucking now or I'm cutting uh, your pay it's woo okay that's fair you know no. woo is fair okay no um, we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be reviewing three albums today and those albums are Dog Boy by Zilla Kami oh my Abracadabra by the Steve Miller band ooh and the mm. last ones not really an album, it's actually a live rock concert by Three Dog Night, and it is their concert in 2002 with the Tennessee Symphony Orchestra.
0: Oh, it was so good!
1: <laughs> uh, it looks like I'm starting. So, do you guys want to hear me tell you about uh, the man who gave me angry Karima vibes? <laughs> man. Whoa. Whoa. Man. Whoa. Man.
0: Dude, I want you yeah. to give us the man, the myth, the legend. Go okay. Go ahead.
1: So, Kami, born Junius Rogers, was born September 20th, 1999. God damn, he's a year younger than me. In Islip, New York. That's in Long Island. He's part of a group called City Morgue, and he was a former songwriter for 6ix9ine. So that should not be a negative thing, because he has fucking skill. Kami, not, not 6ix9ine. Anyways, he's been active since 2014. His labels have been Republic and Hik- And we're reviewing his debut album, Dog Boy, which released in September of 2021, though before that he did have two EPs, Life as a Horror Movie in 2017 and then German Dogs in 2019. Along with that, City Morgue has released three albums one mixtape and two EPs of their own. That said, Dog Boy is... So it kind of falls into a few subgenre, or a few genres. I have it on here as trap metal, which is a kind of fusion of trap, rap, and metal, of course. But also you can call it rap, rock, and grunge. You have Corey Taylor on here. You have Lil Uzi Vert. You have Denzel Curry. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good album, I think. I learned about it because a friend of mine was listening to his metal playlist on, I think it was like YouTube. And YouTube's music playlists are complete fucking dog shit because they normally give you stuff that isn't what you want to hear and it gave him chains and so he links it and i fucking loved it it's actually one of my favorite rap songs i listened to it a fuck ton last year so yeah
0: i just want to say something i use youtube music and uh you're right but (laughs) do also listen to songs that i haven't listened to before and it gives me a chance to kind of like be like oh yeah this is a pretty cool song
1: Okay, let me. I'm sorry, I I made a mistake there. It's not YouTube Music like YouTube Music. It's you like he typed in metal playlist oh, and yeah, we playlist. Oh
0: yeah, it's the playlist that other people. Have yeah,
2: made.
1: yeah, it's the yeah. random auto keep auto playing randomly. songs yeah, bullshit. Made.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it now. All right, yeah, because yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I use YouTube Music. I don't think like they're that bad, but I get it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I would assume they're pretty decent. Spotify stuff is. But anyways, I like this album a lot. I like it in general. It, a spoiler alert, it reminds me kind of of Kareem's songwriting if he was much more angstier and angry and depressed and um, a year younger than me instead of a month. So, yeah, what did you guys think of it?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm first, I'm going to say I'm going to sue Azulakami, you know, uh, using my likeness. I, I don't think that's uh pretty cool, but uh, I, I really like this album. I think it's pretty solid. I didn't really have too many issues here. I-, I liked all these tracks. I really liked Not Worth It. I liked Chewing Gum. I liked Chains. I liked Space Cowboy. And I definitely like want to check out more of this stuff. I think as a debut album, this is pretty fucking good. The only feature I didn't really like was Little Uzi Vert, but I, I don't want to think that song's that bad. It's just I wasn't really into that one. I don't have too much to say. I think this is good.
1: Yeah, I don't generally like Little Uzi Vert, but that's mainly for personal reasons, like how he put a fucking gym in his. forehead and now he just has this gross ass car but we won't get into that let's not
0: forget let's not forget that Corey Taylor featured on this and we listened to Corey motherfucking Taylor and as uh even though I love Corey Taylor, he can't rap, but I thought he was pretty good on this.
1: Yeah. So what What else did you think about it, Ruben?
0: I thought it was a weird combination. I think that it, it was a little weird not in the sense that sort of you got Rage Against the Machine or like, you no, know, you don't like them, Robbie, but Limp Biscuit, you know, incorporated a lot of rap into their songs. Well, I would say that's the main thing that they incorporated, but you listen to him. I guess I'm just not used to the, the trap rap part of it. I'm not really yeah. used to it. I thought it actually melded pretty well with the jams because uh, I did have Listen to some trap songs outside of that ever since I listened to that album just to see what it was kind of like and yeah there's that angst in it you know what I mean and so it kind of just fits the whole metal genre and I think when it comes to people you know are like oh why you gotta put rap and metal together and shit like that they're stupid because metal is a very versatile genre just like rap and you can intermingle them and a lot of times they don't sound that bad yes there are some times where yeah they didn't really go that well together it wasn't really because of the genres. but I think he did he write all his songs on this do you know
1: yes I'm pretty sure he did
0: okay I think he's a very good songwriter I think he composed all his lyrics very well I think his voice went very well with a lot of the instruments I think it was a very well composed album there are certain times where i was kind of like didn't really want the trap as much but probably because i i haven't heard it as much but overall in all like there's not much to say it was pretty well composed dude
1: yeah honestly zillikami is i think one of the main people who got me into trap because before i wasn't into it it's not a bad subgenre it's just one i wasn't used to i didn't like and it's actually one of those uh, ones out of atlanta i believe it started in atlanta anyways so you know it's a southern type of rap that said i don't know i love this album again it kind uh, his songwriting reminds me of Kareem's, and yeah, I'm gonna keep saying that, and people are gonna wanna find Kareem music. And um <laughs>
2: I'm working on it. Have
1: fun with Bingus, Bingus anyways yeah no i think it's a good album i like the album art i think it works for the project because it's kind of an abstract sort of album art i feel like or a surreal one and you know the album isn't necessarily abstract or surreal but it still fits it like i don't know yeah i
2: think it looks pretty cool like i feel like it fits the tone he's going for it's got that like edge to it. he kind of looks like a zombie too i, I don't know I-, I i think it looks sick
1: yeah I-, I like this album cover
2: you know when he first
0: linked him to me i can't remember who the rapper's name was but it there's a rapper out there that has like just a bunch of nails in his head or in his hair. Nails? I can't remember what it's yeah, like nails in his in his hair. And when you first like uh linked the album, I thought it was that guy. I was like, oh, that guy's hardcore. He has nails in it or nails on his hair. You, you know mean what I mean?
1: Tizo touchdown?
0: Yeah, I think that's who it is. Tizo's touchdown.
1: I've never listened to this guy actually. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, there's, yeah, he's a rapper with nails in in his hair. It's kind of crazy.
1: What in the same hell is he doing?
0: But for a closing comment, I am very eager to hear more from him. I don't necessarily think he's like, oh my God, amazing, right? But I think he's, I think he's talented and I think he has a lot going for him. So
1: honestly, yeah, yeah, I think. I All think right. if he had better marketing, he would be one of those big up-and-coming rappers right now who's going to influence like a decade. I could definitely see him being like pretty big. So what what do you guys yeah, want to
2: rate I, this? Uh, I'm going to rate it a 9 out of five.
0: I really enjoyed it. I would probably listen to it again. I have listened to it several times, actually. The album, the whole album. So I certainly enjoyed it. I really want to hear more from him. And like you said, I hope like his marketing gets better for him so he can actually kind of influence more.
1: I'm also going to give it a 9, actually. I think it just falls a little short of being a classic, but I still think it's great. And uh, if i may fanboy slightly, I, I would love if, like, Zilla, Kami collabed with someone like Eminem or Tyler, the creator. I think that would be really cool and could work out well.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool to see. And uh, I'm going to give this a 9 because I really liked it. I'm definitely going to listen to this again. And I, I've been I'm really digging this, like, the trap metal genre. Because, like, you know, every time we, like, put them on, I, I'm really enjoying it. I like the fusion of of the, those two like styles and yeah I, it works I, really well know, yeah
0: I, like, I just like i honestly i like just when people fuse different genres together so like i like those links i've sent you guys about like the scary pockets where they like take songs and make them into like a, a more like slow melodramatic kind of like feeling like a eleanor rigby the stripped down version that was from scary pocket and it was a different version and it was different from what that one was they also do like things like funk, different funk versions of different bands. I know that Brass Against, they do a lot of hard rock bands and their hard rock bands, they do it all with horns and maybe a guitar. And so it's pretty cool when they, when people mix genres like that or try to attempt to recreate the, those songs in different
2: genres. Yeah, I like stuff like that. It's always fun. Yeah, it's cool.
1: So what's the, what's the overall mystery meat rating? Yeah. It is a 9 out of 10 mystery meat sticks.
2: Ooh. Hey, Kareem, you didn't get yeah no fraction baby do not tempt me a <laughs> uh, decimal no fraction
0: <laughs> uh cream it's no actually point two point one out of ten
1: <laughs> um kareem no all you need to do is you need to point to, put down 9.0001 out of 10. oh my god no <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey kareem how about you point to us some steve miller band
2: Boink. oh my god yes he's something isn't he are those fists damn right show him pig The Steve Miller Band is an American rock band formed in 1966 in San Francisco, California. And uh, it's had some different members over the years. But uh, its current members are Steve Miller, obviously, Kenny Lee Lewis, Joseph Wooten, Jacob Peterson, and Ron Wisco. And they're generally like classic rock. But they also did some psychedelic rock in some of their earlier stuff, which is actually pretty cool. And they originally started out as a blues band because Steve Miller, uh, around 19 1965 was part of a different blues band called uh, Goldberg Miller Blues Band, but he left that to start his own, and he called it the Steve Miller Blues Band. And in 1967, he signed a contract with Capitol Records, and then they shortened their name to the Steve Miller Band. And this this is uh, actually a fun little tidbit for uh, people who know the Beatles. A person who kind of helped say, like, hey, maybe you should change, shorten the name a little because it will be easier for marketing was George Martin who if you know the Beatles he's the guy who's kind of normally like referred to as the fifth Beatle because of uh, how involved he was in a lot of the orchestral arrangements and the production for a lot of their albums so that's pretty cool. So let's talk about their 12th studio album. This is abracadabra and it came out in 1982 and it I, I don't know why I expect I cuz I haven't really heard of the Steve Miller Band before this album but uh this is like 12th out of eight and uh their last album uh, was in 2011 this was actually pretty popular when it came out it charted number one in germany for a week and it was number three on the u.s billboard 200 and it went platinum so it sold a, a lot of copies it sold like a, at least a million and uh Ooh. yeah <laughs> so uh what do, what do we think about the, the album because i liked it oh, i love it I so much
0: i absolutely fucking loved it but that's because i probably listened to steve miller a lot because i know a lot of his songs like uh he's done a lot of uh well the band has done a lot of songs like you know that song time Keeps on,
2: Probably,
0: yeah, I think I've heard that before. Into the future. yeah, they did that song. Uh, they did uh, The Joker, which is you know, I'm a Joker, I'm a Smoker, I'm a Midnight joker. If you have never heard that song, then you have lived under a rock. i was literally, make sure that
1: because
0: joke, that- god damn it, <laughs> yeah, because that song is everywhere, but they've made Tons of famous songs. I think Abracadabra, though, they really kind of found a lot. They kind of leaned a lot into the 80s sound, in my view, than what they had previously. Because what you kind of hear just in the title song, Abra, Abra, you know, the fucking instrument, pretty kind of 80s. Yeah, they're using a lot of synth <clears throat> stuff in that. Yeah, you're losing a lot of synth stuff, a lot of that kind of thing. It's it's good. Like, I'm not saying that it's, it's not. Usually, I don't really like a lot of the 80s music, but this was good for them. <clears
1: <clears <throat> Oh, abra, Abra, Kadabra, I'm gonna reach out and kill you. Um, no, I, I liked Whoa. it. I I liked the album a lot, actually. Um, I kind of went in thinking, okay, you know, this could go down like Steely Dan where I, I thought it was mid as fuck, or I might like it a little bit. But no, it's actually pretty listenable. And, you know, it, I honestly didn't know Africa, if they were like a one-hit wonder or not, which I'm happy to hear they weren't. But yeah, oh. I like this album a lot. No, uh, weren't. Th- That's good then. Yay. Yeah, this is a good album. I liked hearing them. I would like to hear more. It's just it's kind of happy music in a way a lot of it's love music but it's not annoying about it you know it's it's not like some fucking couple of bands i can't think of names like in the 90s who just make a ton of fucking love songs about how they can't get a fucking girl instead it's just dance music and it's really fun dance music too at
0: that. You know, I would say the Steve Miller band actually they make a lot of fun love song. Like they really do. They make a lot of fun love. They make a lot of jam. I would say that they're kind of like a jam band, if that was ever a thing, because they make a lot of jams. They make a lot of things that are kind of sound groovy, things you can groove to. Like even Space Cowboy has a groovy thing to it. it's fucking groovy. It's it's cool. And I think he's always been in that kind of arena of just kind of getting the people to move with the music yeah
2: and i definitely think this album was like good at that and also i really like the album art i think it looks really sick that's kind of what got me like abracadabra and also this album art is kind of what got me into this album a long time ago god i don't even know when i got into this band but uh yeah I, and i i just there's really nothing on here that i'd like skip i think this is definitely like a pretty this is another solid album and i think my only issue is that i just wish it was a little longer because like it's a good 37 minutes but if it was like an hour i I would. I, I wouldn't
0: complain. You know, it's kind of crazy for me because, like, I say, like, I don't like long albums, but I also don't like short timed albums. Like thirty minutes, yeah, I, that's cool. But like, I guess I would like a lot more. I guess a lot of the bands I listen to nowadays, a lot of their albums are like hour long, maybe longer. So it, it kind of just fills up that time. With that said, though, obviously this doesn't. That doesn't detract from how good this album is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, even when we listened to Pink Floyd, their album was like, what, only 30 minutes?
2: Really? Oh, yeah, it was. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Wow. Wow. I can't believe you two. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, fucking, I don't really care about album length because so, I think it varies album to album, artist to artist. There's long albums where I want more, and there's short ones where I would rather they canned the entire fucking album, like Starbomb. Anyway, <laughs> I wouldn't have minded if Abracadabra was longer because it's Bomb. a fun album. and I don't really think They could have ruined it. Like at worst, you know, it could have just been really samey sounding, but not bad. You know?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I I get it. So you want to start off the rating there, Cream?
1: Yeah,
2: I'll start off the rating. Uh, I'm gonna give this a nine. I I really like this. I'm definitely gonna listen to this again because this has been sitting in my fucking personal library of albums for like fucking years now. So I mean, I I love this. Uh, Nine.
0: Oh, Cream, you you poor short-sighted fool. Um, I'm gonna (laughs) give this album a (laughs) ten.
1: Okay. Exactly. Uh, Cause I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I rate this album a nine out of nine a ten. Nine out of ten. Oh. Nine out of ten. <laughs>
0: a nine out of nine. It's a nine out of nine. You still lose, Kareem. I, I broke it. I broke it. the
1: rating board. No. Okay, um, fucking. Yeah, fuck you, Kareem. So what's the final on that? Let me get yeah. that in there.
2: Beep, beep,
1: beep. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, beep. let me just put that back in because my calculator broke. Okay, that is a 9.3 out of 10 mystery meat sticks. Yeah. Oh
0: oh still shit okay buddy because that was fucking that decimal was bullshit for cramps i enjoyed it very much (laughs) that's Uh, why you're interrupting uh, me (laughs) yeah that's fucking smoking meat sticks right there yeah
2: fresh and hot
0: you know who likes meat sticks dogs we're gonna talk about three dogs
2: chicken peter you just a little chicken
1: Who are you calling a chicken? Oh, you mean. Oh, no, I won't make that joke. You mean? Yes, Uh, we're going to talk
0: about three dogs night.
1: Three dogs not? (laughs) Keep going, keep going, ignore
0: that. Before I begin, I would like. To preface that, like Robbie said in the beginning, the album is not an album. It's really just a concert in 2002 with the Tennessee Orchestra. And it kind of falls into the line, in my view, of Greatest Sips Album. And we here at the Mystery... Podcasts have had discussions about if we should ever review a uh, greatest hits album because it's a different, it's a little different of a review because you're basically just taking all their best songs and putting them all together. And what's there really to like review when all their greatest hits are on one album? So we couldn't really do like the songs. It would probably be like have they held up? You know, what I mean, have they held the test of time? Or you know, is it's are they still good? You know, is it still a great hit or something like? That? That. Mm-hmm. Um so this one this video uh, you can find it on YouTube just put in 3 dogs night uh, Tennessee orchestra and it's a great video it's all slash documentary so you get to learn a lot about them they had a lot of troubles during their time in the within the band and a lot of singers but it, it looks like they kind of just came through in the end and kept together uh because a lot of the same people in the lineup are still there so that's really good about them and when you listen to it it is really good like it's a really good line. Insurance. With the whole orchestra and with the band combined, it makes a lot of the songs hit way, way much more. Uh, we listened to One is the loneliest and it was spectacular. Obsessing over them. <laughs> and how they how they just keep on putting out fucking bangers, right, Creep?
2: Yeah. <laughs> they I, they did something, Ruben. They made a pact with someone. That's all I can say.
0: They <laughs> made a pact to just fucking put out bangers. Uh so give you a quick overview of the dogs night cream told me this that their name origin actress june fairchild suggested the name after reading a magazine article about aboriginal australians in which it was explained that on cold nights they would customarily sleep while embracing a dingo a native species of the wild dog on colder nights they would sleep with two dogs. If the night were freezing, it would be a three-dog night. And so that's why they called themselves Three Dog Night. So, they are an American rock band formed in 1967. They were founded by vocalist Danny Hunton, Corey Wells, and Chuck Negron. Those are all three of the singers. They all perform different songs, and they all sing in unison as well. Uh Their lineup was soon augmented by Jimmy Green Greenspoon, Joe's Trummy. Respectively, those are keyboard, bass, guitar, and drums. Three Dogs night recorded many songs written by outside songwriters so they didn't write a lot of their own songs and they helped a lot of songwriters go into the mainstream so they helped songwriters like randy newman who wrote mama told me not to come paul williams who wrote an old-fashioned love song and hoyt Axton, who wrote joy to the world and never been to spain I never been to Spain is a really good song. I think they have a lot of their songs are very varied because it's different songwriters, different perspectives. And they just kind of take those songs and they they kind of just make them a reality. Which I think is really cool if you're a songwriter. Some if you don't really necessarily have the material or the money or don't necessarily have the chops to sing your own song but you really want your own song to go through wouldn't you be so happy if someone sang your song and brought it to life I think it would be great
2: yeah it's pretty cool that they do that
0: yeah so it's really cool there's a lot of history to them I'm not really gonna get into them I just wanted to share those few little facts to go on to the video it was a great video great live performance Corey Wells who is the uh, if you watch the video he's the guy in the middle Uh, he has kind of like darkest shoot for listening to my Mama told me not to come. I was just jamming out because all three of those singers just kind of put their all into it. It's really fun to see. What did you guys think?
2: Uh, I would really like this because, yeah, again, we've been listening to Three Dog Night for like, it feels like fucking forever. I don't know at this point um and, and again i can't really complain every time they're on I, I like all their songs and you've probably even if you didn't know because i didn't know them for by name by the lot for the longest time but like joy to the world you probably a lot of people probably heard that that that's them and i really like and i really like them i like them a lot uh this performance was really good i'm not like the biggest into live performances in general um usually i prefer hearing songs done in the studio but i, I think it's a live performance this was really good they're amazing live uh, and honestly Honestly, I wish I was there to see it.
1: I liked it. Generally, I don't care how a band performs live unless it's especially terrible, like Smash Mouth is reportedly. And I normally prefer studio music. That said, this was fun to listen to. I didn't listen to the whole thing because, you know, the fans cutting in with their stories was cute, but did get a bit annoying. No, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't mind listening to a full album or two of theirs. I think they're really talented. I liked how they did the instrumentals, I liked the songs they had. You know, like, I'm not as obsessed with them as you guys are. but i get why you're obsessed you know i really do because it's really fucking good music
2: yeah oh also i I just wanted to say that like that the orchestra also did a really good job like i think they elevated some of the songs like mama told me not to come or the loneliest number i like i think they did a really good job like really making those like even better
0: oh yeah i mean it it just kind of enhanced everything and it made it more kind of like grand than it was like you listen to one is the loneliest, like the studio version, and you're like, Oh, this is really good but then you listen to that and you're like that brought Yeah,
2: that's like the epic version to a whole different fucking
0: level i was fucking blown those songs like uh um, when i listened to like never been to spain it it really touches you a lot of the the orchestra really enhances the feeling
2: yeah I, I, it, it was great
0: yeah it was it was really good i don't really have much else uh maybe we'll review one of their albums i'll start with the rating i'm i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 like, like i said i was obsessed with them i'm gonna treat this like a greatest hits album i think a lot of people no matter well, i would not say no matter who you are but i think a lot of people will still listen to this and still think it's great music
2: i'll also give it a 10 because I, I really like this i definitely do want to check out like one of their actual albums at some point but i do think this was like a pretty good start to like bringing three dog night onto the podcast so i i'd i'm not complaining
1: i'm gonna give this a 9 out of 10 personally like i said
0: closing note great band definitely would recommend them if you haven't heard them go look that video up three dogs night tendency orchestra 2002 and you'll find it and you will not be disappointed and if you are kareem will give you your money back
2: (laughs) what me wait wait a minute what is the mystery meat review total
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you asked, Ruben. Why? I'm so happy to inform you that not only is there a decimal, but it is actually 9.53273944210534 no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a 9.7 out of
2: 10.
1: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> oh, do you want me to go back to the crazy? No, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. We can do that. We can do no. that, Cream. Stop being yeah. a little big.
2: No. <laughs> God, the fact that you said it twice makes me now I really want to draw it as a fucking <laughs> joke. Do it. Do it. I will. Do
0: it, Cream. Your video. <laughs> so come on, boys and gals. Let's have a barbecue. Alrighty, we're going to go on and we're going to give you our suggestions for next week. And uh, I'm going to start it off with a a little rapper called Peace Up Rock and his album, None Shall Pass.
2: All right, sounds good. Uh, and I've got uh, something I've been wanting to do for a long fucking time. It's Beatles for Sale by The Beatles. Yeah, this is definitely um, uh, a pretty up there album for me, and this is how I got into The Beatles, so I think that'll be fun.
1: I am actually going to suggest a horrorcore album, an underground one again. Ooh. Ooh. It's actually one I read an interesting review on, and I'll get into that next weekend. Um, It's called Where I Stand, I Will Fall by Shy One.
2: All right, sounds good. And uh, if you like the video, uh, please give a like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell and uh, tell us what you think.
1: <gasps> Ooh, remember to stay wolfy and take your flea shots. Okay, get the fuck out of here.